Conservative talking head Dennis Prager once again defends pornography. Only this time, it's child pornography. And Sean Hannity thinks that joking about fornication at a prayer breakfast is actually funny as the GOP moves further and further away from the one true God. The Good Fight Radio Show. Welcome back to the Good Fight Radio Show. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking at a big problem, a major issue where most people are just kind of sweeping this under the rug, and it's been happening for quite a while. And that is the fact that the GOP, the conservative party, the Republican Party, ultimately is moving further and further away from the morals that are shown in the scriptures and that are given to us by the one true God. And to discuss this very important topic is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. Yeah, Chad. Uh, these guys command huge audiences, huge swaths of those who profess to be Christians, listen to both Prager, Hannity, and many of these other people. And sadly, they're being infected with a mentality that morality doesn't really matter anymore. It is really sad when we look back at it and we see what's going on. And, and Joe, something that I think we've talked about a number of times in the show, and, and I know from my personal testimony, I grew up as a Republican. I was not saved, but I thought before I became an atheist, I thought I was probably a Christian because what Republican isn't a Christian, you know, ultimately. And and that's in California. Who knows, you know, in other places. And it does break my heart because for a lot of people, this is what is on. A lot of people retire to their homes and Fox News is on the background. Or you got, you know, Salem Radio has Prager on there, you know, for every day, I think five days a week, uh, every weekday, I should say. And these, I guess these talking heads, so many of them, they do not have a relationship with the living God. And they do have a lot of really good points. There are pragmatic things that you may agree with. There are moral issues that you might agree with. But ultimately, as you guys are going to see from both Hannity, from both uh, obviously with Dennis Prager here and from others as well, the truth is, is they don't have a true biblical foundation and ultimately they're sinking on sand. And so when you hear these comments... I mean, we're going to play two clips. I want, I want to get to this first clip first because already you guys are going to see the succession, but ultimately when you don't have this right here, you don't have the Bible as your source for all truth that you go back to to say, how am I supposed to live in this life that we have when you don't have that as your authority over your life? Ultimately, you kind of can just go everywhere. So, so here is a clip from Dennis Prager actually talking about pornography and how he feels about it morally. Obviously, Christianity and Judaism are not identical religions. We have no equivalent that if you look upon another woman with lust, it's as if you have committed adultery with your heart. There's only one way to commit adultery in Judaism, and it's with a different organ. Men want variety. And uh, if adultery is a substitute for, if pornography is a substitute for one's wife, it's awful. If it's a substitute for adultery, it's not awful. Now, Joe, when you're hearing that, and and maybe for the audience, maybe this is something compelling to you. And sadly enough, it could feed the flesh of so many like, well, I might as well watch this because now I won't cheat on my wife if I watch this. And, and, And Joe, ultimately, it just seems like he's kind of saying, well, as long it doesn't matter where your heart's at, as long as your outward performance doesn't perform the act. Yeah, man, you show me a bunch of advertisements on ice cream so I don't cheat on my diet. I'm going to want some ice cream eventually. 
Uh, that, that kind of thinking is just horrific. And it's unscriptural, and we'll get into the reasons for that in a little bit, but uh, that, does, that doesn't square with Scripture because when you're talking about ice cream, you're talking about food. Jesus said what goes in the mouth doesn't defile the man. But guess what? When you're talking about morality, that certainly does defile the man. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15, verse 17, don't you see whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of the person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. And out of the heart come evil thoughts, uh, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. So these, it's very, very important that we see that uh, the scriptures are very, very clear, not just in the New Testament. That's Jesus who is, ba- you know, that's God in the flesh who inspired both the Old and the New Testament. But even in the Old Testament, Jeremiah 17, 9, uh, the Bible says in Jeremiah, God says through Jeremiah that the heart, the human heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? God was always dealing with the heart. Uh, before we did this show, Chad, you were mentioning how the Old Testament, uh, and that scripture was in my heart. You had mentioned uh, uh, how the Lord of the Old Testament says, circumcise your hearts because they're wicked. So the Lord doesn't just look at the outward man. He looks at the heart and it's critical because Jesus made it clear because guess what? He's like a, I'm sorry, but prayer there sounds like the uh, you know modern day Pharisee and they were excusing their sin, all kinds of wickedness in their hearts because Jesus said, you guys, he goes, you're like tombs, man. You're like a whitewashed tomb. You look great on the inside, but inside is all this filth, this stench, this putrid disease uh, of the heart. And Jesus warned in Matthew chapter five, verse 28, he says, but I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye makes you stumble, tear it out and throw it from you. Uh, for it's better for you to lose one of your the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. We're talking about hell here, Chad. We're talking about Jesus saying, take serious measures. We know he's speaking. He's not literally saying to gouge out your eye because you still have another eye. You still be doing the same thing. But he's saying, take incredible measures to make sure that you're not living a life where your heart is just, you know, Peter warns about those whose uh, eyes are full of adultery. They're just focused on, they, they don't do it, but they're constantly, and today it would be those that are constantly into porn and unrepentant and so forth. So this is a, a deception uh, so, and how many Christians are listening to this uh, and saying, oh, wow, I guess I, the struggle with porn, you know, he makes a lot of sense there. You know, I, I, it's keeping me from actually, you know, cheating, cheating my wife. So this is actually good. No, we don't go back Prager, man. We're standing before God. We've judged based on the word of God, not in the words of Dennis Prager. I will always take Jesus's biblical sexual ethic over Absolutely. that of anybody else. And when you actually look at it, when you go back to Genesis chapter six, before God judges the world with the flood what does it say about their hearts their thoughts were only evil continually that's it and and so i'm seeing wait a second so god just cares oh it doesn't matter yeah they were doing evil why because evil was in their hearts that's by the way in torah the first five books that's in prager's (laughs) bible by the way that's in genesis right from the get-go man right right there because we're talking about hell with regard to what jesus is saying here he flooded the earth because of that no that's exactly right so you know what no and everybody else who just has evil thoughts can get on the boat (laughs) Yeah, no, it it is. It's it's an embarrassment, but it's an interpretation of someone who lacks the Holy Spirit, and 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 that's just yeah, no, that's just what that's just what it is. Save him, but keep him, keep people from his deceptions too. This this is sick, and and that already, in all honesty, I watched that, and uh, I think we put it on an episode a while ago that we talked about it. Just warning, hey guys, when it comes to this, and and we're saying this because. One of the things also, if you guys know Good Fight Ministries long enough, we want to warn against the deceptions that are coming. 
uh, deceptions that are already here, right? Just like First John talks about, there is an Antichrist singular that is coming, but many Antichrists have already entered into the world. In the same way, we want to warn about, obviously, the future great falling away that the Bible talks about, but also so many of the false prophets that are already here in this day. And when you look at the great falling away, I am far more concerned about those who might be more right-leaning than somebody who's already willing uh, to butcher a baby in its mother's womb, who's already willing to accept every single thing. The great falling away to me are people that are actually believers, not people that are not, and the never was is. Otherwise, it's a useless term. Ton of believers, a ton of believers, and now he's just brought them deeper into the sewer with what you're going to play next. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so we want you to see the progression here because, okay, well, let's take it to its logical conclusion because how wicked, how nasty can you get in your heart and still not be morally wrong? Check this out. Would you use the word evil of animated child pornography? Because no, I, I certainly I, I would. No, I would use evil only with behavior. That's where we might differ, f- yeah. forgetting the sex issue. You can't be evil... You didn't do evil if you thought evil. You I, did evil if you committed. If I'm masturbating to animated pictures of pornography, I'm not doing something evil. That's correct. Yeah, I think that's I think that's despicable. Yeah. Really? Yes, of course. Whoa, Joe, this is this is where the conclusion gets drawn to. Ultimately, I mean, as wicked as you can go on the other side. I mean, digit from digital peeping tomery yeah. as not a moral evil to now cartoon children pornography no it's not evil it's only the action of doing it not the your disgusting heart being aroused by it that's disgusting i want to reach through there and grab him like this and gently shake him not hard and say dude wake up what are you thinking he's surprised that the other guy thinks it's evil and reprehensible he's like really it just shows me how far his heart is from god and I mean, I'm telling you right now, Chad, I was on driving here thinking about what he said, uh, knowing we're going to deal with this subject. And man, I got so grieved in my heart, man. I thought I would not want, I would not want this guy anywhere near my grandchildren. I don't want him, which are your children. Yeah. And, I, and I was driving here thinking, you know what, man? Dude, that guy doesn't think it's wicked to have wicked thoughts about my grandkids. And if Prager's, you know, fantasizing about molesting a, a two-year-old little girl or, or a five-year-old little girl or one of my little grandboys, Man, I'm just like, how could you think that's not wicked? And we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So there's all kinds of wicked thoughts that are going to be thrown in his mind. And he's excusing them rather than casting them down as the Bible teaches us. And the Bible teaches cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought into the captivity of Christ. Uh, so it just blows me away, Chad. I remember some years, uh, a couple years ago, actually it was last year, we were working on our first uh, Marvel videos. can't believe it's only been a year. We've already got, we're almost going to have number three out pretty soon, right? Uh when Alan Moore, who's been voted again for four years, he was voted as the top writer for comics. Then he gets voted in for the next four years as the top comic writer of, of the top 100 on Comic Book Review. And, you know, he puts out Lost Girls for 17 years. This has a run. And it is pornographic, man. It has takes little girls like Wendy from, you know, Wendy from Peter Pan. And, and it takes uh, Alice from Alice in Wonderland. And it takes Dorothy from, you know, The Wizard of Oz. And it puts these little girls in these situations that are sexual and perverse and he is on hard talk by a secular program bbc which is not known for being the bastion of conservatism and he's being upbraided by the host you've also explored sexual politics in a in a very confrontational way in in some of the work you've done i'm thinking in particular of a book called lost girls which uh, explored the the sexual fantasies of three 
figures from children's literature, Alice, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, uh, Wendy from Peter Pan, you, you put them in very sexually explicit scenes in your book. These are characters that, that you plucked out of children's literature. Mm -hmm. I think that is what is some of the shock in this. And also you put them in positions that are incestuous. You show uh, children as young as 14 having sex. So it, it's not just a celebration of sex. It's, no. it's also really pushing the boundaries of what is deemed to be acceptable. Well, this is it. We wanted to do a piece of pornography that was pornography in the traditional sense, but which addressed all of the problems that people have with pornography, particularly the feminist problems. You're sounding very sort of cool and intellectual about this. I I'm sure that some people, though, would have problems about the fact that you were drawing images of children involved well, in sex or sexual what, activities. What we wanted to do was to be as comprehensive about the human sexual imagination as is possible. And I would point out that the word drawing is quite a crucial one there. So um, you're withdrawing some of the shock because these aren't photographic images? These are not real people at all. They are exactly as old as the paper on which they are printed. This should be totally outlawed, right? Because they're basically uh, inciting wicked thoughts in the, in, the, in the hearts of people that watch this. Yet you have Prager, who's one of the top voices for conservatism, representing morality, supposedly. You know, he's done a whole thing on the Ten Commandments. He just did a deal with Peterson and others on, on Exodus and so forth. And he seems to represent, supposed to represent a morality. A lot of Christians I've talked to, you love Prager. I'm like, then they hear this, man. This is so wicked, you guys. And you guys need to run and not walk to the nearest exit when it comes to people like this. Because I'm telling you right now, if he's gonna, if he's saying things like that, I can't even listen to anything else because he's justifying the worst forms of perversion. Yeah, I think that that is a, a really important thing for people to to recognize. And 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 truly for us, I, I, as believers, you're going to have to at some point draw a line in the sand on the things that you just continually absorb because ultimately that's somebody sitting at the seat of scoffers to me. I mean, if you could say something like that, how are you, how, how can I just sit there and listen to you? And, and Joe, we've seen him at different events and, and so forth. And we didn't go to see him, by the way. No, did not go to see him. I did go to see and somebody again, share the gospel again, with him. And I'm he not did saying not. if you listen to him and enjoy yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff, he makes a lot of salient points, has a lot of good points and so forth. But you know what? I don't need to drink from a polluted pond, man. I like to go to the pure milk of the word. Amen. And and as as Joe mentioned, I, I went to go see someone share the gospel with him, hopefully, and sadly enough, uh, did not do a very good job. It was it was pretty rough, rough to watch, uh, just just recently. And it was pretty sad. But either way, Joe, and as we kind of go down this, another person, and he, he I, so now we've gone from, uh, you know, Jewish thinking to now Sean Hannity, who is a Catholic, practicing Catholic, or at least a professing Catholic. And Sean Hannity has, he's been a really interesting case, because I, I think I used to listen to a show before I was saved and then um, watch it after. And there were some things that he would say, I thought, oh, that's pretty good. But, you know, over the last couple of years, he's just been kind of tooting some horns and he just sounds the exact same and, and just regurgitating the same things. And so I was like, okay, he's kind of a little boring to me. But nonetheless, uh, I saw this clip and this one really bothered me because we wanted to touch on anyways uh, the story of Congress Congresswoman Nancy Mace at Tim Scott's prayer breakfast yeah. and what she had to say. And what bothered me even more uh, was not only what she said, but 
Guys like Joel Berry on Twitter and so forth from Babylon B saying, oh, it's just she's a young believer after she said this and, and so forth. Guys, oh, it's so bothersome to me. I, I just get really, really frustrated with that kind of thinking, especially after apparently she's been at her church for four years. Um, man, I mean, how long does it take you to learn about this 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 aspect in, in your in your life with Christ? But but nonetheless, here is Sean Hannity actually talking to her. And when you look at this or when you hear this, listen to Sean Hannity say what he thinks about her joking about this very act at Tim Scott's prayer breakfast. Congresswoman Mace made even more headlines this morning at a prayer breakfast when she explained why she, she was almost late for Tim Scott's prayer breakfast. Take a look. And when I woke up this morning at 7, I, I was getting picked up at 7.45. Patrick, my fiancé, tried to pull me by my waist over this morning in bed. And I was like, no, baby, we don't got time for that this morning. Uh, I got to get to the prayer breakfast. And I got to be on time. And a little TMI. But um, I, he'll, he can wait. He's got, we got, I'll see him later tonight. Um, much later, to, much later tonight because she's on this show. Anyway, Congresswoman Mace joins us. Uh, uh, Congresswoman, great to have you. I guess you'll get home sometime around midnight tonight. So um, uh, (laughs) I thought it was pretty funny at a prayer breakfast. Good for you for having a great sense of humor. Now, Joe, it's it's really sad to me because I see her joking and saying, "Oh, we can do that later." I see. Not only she jokes, sadly, the whole crowd at this prayer breakfast is all laughing. Is all thinking this is funny. Sean Hannity himself, not only he has his, I don't know if it's crowd noise or a real crowd watching the show, they laugh, think it's funny. And he literally says on there while talking to her, not only says he thought that the joke was funny, but even says it'll be really late when you do that or it's going to be really late for you because you have to do the show first. These guys are joking about fornication. The difference between marriage and not marriage is the married part. And it's the difference between fornication and Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4, says that the marriage bed is undefiled. Mm -hmm. The marriage bed is undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. This woman needs repentance. And this is the kind of stuff happening at Republican, Christian, conservative prayer breakfasts. Yeah, and, and Chad, it's not even really, I mean, she's joking, but she's also telling the truth. This actually happened. You know, she's talking about what happened. And, that, and then she's saying, hey, he'll get some tonight. And it's a, a prayer breakfast. And, it's, and we have to be really careful because as, as Christians, we want to make sure that we're not hypocritical. Uh, before we, you know, some of the most famous verse that non-Christians quote, and they all know it by heart, many of them anyway, is judge not lest you be judged. Uh, but what they don't realize is Jesus goes on to say, uh, make judgments regarding false prophets and you'll know them by their fruit. and Don't cast your pearls before swine and on and on and on. He tells us to make a bunch of judgments. But he, before that, he tells us to make sure we judge righteously. And he says that in John 7 earlier uh, in, his, in his ministry, uh, judge righteous judgment. But it's interesting, he goes on to talk about judging righteously in that same chapter after he talks about judge not lest you be judged. He says, first get the beam out of your eye before you take the speck out of your brother's eye. If I got a beam in my eye and I'm trying to take a speck out of Chad's eye, I'm going to cause some damage to his eye. So he wants us not to judge hypocritically, but judge righteous judgment as he commanded us. So we want to make sure that we're not involved in rebellion against God in areas of our lives and that we're really walking, right? So this is very interesting because here the Republicans are getting together praying for people that are aborting babies, 
you know, praying for the, that to be turned around and, 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 you know, the states to make right decisions in that regard. And a lot of things that we're praying about all the time, things that really matter that we agree with 100%, but you can't pick and choose and say homosexuality is wrong. You know what? But guess what? I'm up here at this program uh, breakfast and I'm helping lead now. And by the way, you know, my boyfriend wanted to have sex with me, but I said, you know, wait till tonight, you'll get some then. It's like, whoa, man, James, uh, that's what Jesus deals with, the hypocrisy and what's happening right now. Uh, is there's a ton of hypocrisy in the church. And a lot of people are confusing the Republican Party with Christianity. And we're, cons- we're Chad and I are very conservative. We're far more conservative than the Republican Party, okay? <laughs> yeah, uh, way more, that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, when we're talking about, you know, Chad, I like what you said at the beginning of the show, with Democrats and liberals, you know, they're, out, they're way off the reservation. We're dealing with those who are on the reservation or have a foot in or claim to be on the reservation, so to speak, and many that are outside it but claim to be in it. So we want to make sure that believers... Uh, and praise God, man. I mean, Chad, I'm with you. I mean, you can only listen to so much of this before it becomes the same stuff. And and we're supposed to feed our spirit, man. The Bible says we've got we're, the outward man is decaying, you know, day by day. But the inner person is being renewed day by day. And we get renewed as we feed on God's word. We feed on his truth. We, we worship and we pray. We seek him. We love him. And uh, that's why we want to encourage you guys to be very, very careful about what you listen to. Because a lot of professing Christians are going to hell. Because Jesus said, many will come to me on that day and say, did I do wonder, many wonderful things in your name, Jesus? They'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. You workers of lawlessness. You want to make sure uh, you're not a worker of lawlessness and rebellion against what the Word of God teaches, but claim to be a Christian. And Because you're in for a rude awakening on Judgment Day. And we don't want your hearts break to think that you could be judged. Any of our listeners can be judged because they're not walking with God. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 14 and 15, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. It's about having a new heart. The Bible says, you know, we need new hearts. And 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, old things have passed away and all things have become new. So becoming a Christian is not just, it's not about, you know, I'm going to reform my life and, and start to adopt some righteous morals. No, man, it's about denying the old man, the Bible says, that flesh and saying no to wickedness and getting a new heart and being made in the image of God, having the Holy Spirit come into you and bring a radical uh, Holy Spirit transformation. That's what Christianity is in denying the old man and walking in newness, newness of life. But there's a false form of Christianity here, which just thinks if you take Christian morals and so forth, kind of where you were at, Chad, before you became a Christian, yeah. you had some Christian morals, but you were a drunkard. You were, you know, you're beating people up and all that stuff. And I was lost in the same state uh, uh, before I became a Christian as well. But when you come to Christ, man, he changes your heart. And guess what? You know because you have the Holy Spirit, that child pornography is evil. And also because you have the Word of God, which talks about, you know, even messing with one of his little ones. It's better that a large millstone be hung around your neck, he'd be thrown in the sea. So any thoughts like that ever come to your heart, your mind? Man, you repent at the very moment, man, because you're going to stand before God and you're going to spend all eternity in hell because of your wickedness. Yeah, and and we're, we're saying this, obviously, because... It's typical in most churches to have conservatives, right? I, in all honesty, if somebody was really supportive of the Democratic Party, I would have a real concern for their salvation. I mean, I'm just being honest because the things that at this point in time, what they support yeah. are so antithetical to Rooting the Bible. babies and destroying marriage, marriage and so forth. Yeah. Children, indoctrination, ideology yeah. with transgender rights and so forth. Mutilating kids. And and so there, there's, there's no place for that. Obviously, I believe in the body of Christ and it should be dealt with in terms of each church's individual uh, body. But, but nonetheless, it's, it is the, the, the Christians who are following these guys that we have concern over. And it's, where is this ultimately going? 
Where where are we going to with all this that you could joke about that at a prayer breakfast yeah. and get brought on to Fox News with a practicing Catholic to talk about how he thought the joke was so funny? You mean in a few years they might be able to joke about how I was just with my a man, I was just with my boyfriend, and you know, but I told him we'll have sex tonight. Would that be wrong, Chad? Oh, well, oh man, talk about going back and saying, you know what? I told him he was tugging on me. I said, no, I don't worry. You'll get some tonight. Would they laugh about that? Well, wait a minute. The Bible condemns same Bible that condemns homosexuality condemns sex before marriage. It's just, we can't pick and choose. We got to be real with God, guys. That's what we're saying. Amen. No, that's exactly right. That's a great point because I remember Bill O'Reilly having no problem as well uh, with homosexuality and so forth. So I wonder yeah, what else. He got in some trouble too, sexually. Uh, that's what usually happens. And when you Supported look up, me. when you look at these guys' private lives, as Joe, as Joe mentioned, these things don't happen in isolation. So when you look at Dennis Prager and you see that he's been married three times, you wonder which one of them is okay with him looking at pornography. You know, ultimately, and you wonder if the heart doesn't go and and lead to what's going on at the hands too. So, and when he tell one of his boys, fourteen year old, his boy, let's say he's got a seventeen year old boy, let's say he's got a twenty year old guy living in his house, twenty. I don't know if he has any children even, but he has a nineteen year old boy, and he he sees that he's looking at child porn on the internet, children. Is he gonna tell him, okay, that's not evil, you could do that? No. Really, I don't think Dennis Prager's gonna do that. I hope not. Yeah, but he's telling I, everybody else, I'd it's okay. Not. But this is this is the warning too. Is that this is exactly this this is I'm sorry. This is where the GOP has gone. This Amen, is where bro. It's Absolutely. Going. And and if you think, well, yeah, that's bad. But maybe they just have some differences. But they still, you know, Prager talks about God all the time, and you know, Hannity would bring up Jesus because he's Catholic. Well, what about guys? I don't know, like Max Miller. You know, the the representative Max Miller from Ohio who was. He was Trump's major aide. He helped set up the debates for him. Not only did Max Miller do that, he was there, by the way, at Trump's St. John's Church picture when he holds up his Bible. He was a big part of that. All of these things. Well, interesting enough, Lizzie Marbach actually posted a very simple statement. She said this, There's no hope for any of us outside of having faith in Jesus Christ alone. Okay, simple enough statement, something that... Very biblical. <laughs> it's it's a platitude sta stated that's with truth in it that is stated by Christians all the time. There is no hope outside of Christ. That's a fact, right? Well, Max Miller took umbrance to that statement and said this, quote, This is one of the most bigoted tweets I have ever seen. Delete it, Lizzie. Religious freedom in the United States applies to every religion. You have gone to... Far. Wait a minute. Isn't she exercising religious freedom right there, Chad? <laughs> it is literally her own yeah. personal Twitter page. Yeah. And she is expressing that there's no hope outside of Jesus Christ. He sounds totalitarian. Oh, he sounds very totalitarian. And look at that. It's in the name of religious freedom, like religious pluralism. Joe, isn't that so interesting that when we look at the end times, that it seems like there's going to be some sort of leadership that is okay with pl religious pluralism. But Jesus being the only way is going to be a problem. Yeah. Do you see why when we say something like, hey, this is the warning, the great falling away. I'm not concerned about the great never was. I am concerned about the great falling away that is going to happen. Jesus talked about it. Paul talked about it. The scriptures talk about it. It is very clear. So it's something we need to actually pay attention to. And when you have people that, by the way, the Christian vote still right now would be for Trump. This is one of his major aides. I mean, this is one of his main guys. He is a representative for the state of Ohio. Well, he's actually attacking Jesus there because Jesus said, 
I am the way, the truth, and the life. No, no one comes to Father, Father but through me. me. Uh, Paul said there's only one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, First Timothy 2, 5. Acts chapter 4, verse 12, the apostle Peter said there's no other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved, but by the name of Jesus. Of course, the author of Hebrews says if we don't go through Jesus, there's no escape, and there's no, there's no longer, there's no other sacrifice for sins. So Jesus is the only way. And to, for him to call that bigotry, well, guess what, man? I use the example, Chad, this way. Uh, when I'm witnessing to people, you can. this is something you might consider using. Uh, if, if someone says, well, that's bigotry to say Jesus is the only way. But what if he is the only way, which we, we know that he is. And I love the analogy that you can use is if you're going up into a, if you're a, a firefighter and a building is engulfed in flames and there's only one way out, you've got that ladder into that one window and you're telling that, that person's running around trying to find a way out. You're like, right here, here's the way. Can you imagine the person coming up to you and say, you're such a bigot, you know, you're such a bigot of a fireman saying this is the only way. It's like, come right now, this is the only way, you know. Uh, you wouldn't call the fireman a bigot. You say, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get, hopefully, I don't think Max would call him a bigot at that point. Well, guess what? Jesus is the only way because the Bible says if there was a law by which God could have saved us, could have given the law to save us, he would have given the law to save us. That's Galatians chapter three. And when Jesus went to the cross, Chad, it's amazing because he said, Father, you know, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. I mean, what he was going to do on the cross the sins of humanity. But he went on to say, but not my will, but thy will be done. I mean, Father, if there's another way than me bearing the penalty of everybody's sins on the cross, how horrific would that be? Take this cup from me. But the Father didn't take the cup, which is the Father's exclamation point and the fact that there is only one, one way. And thankfully, uh, the Father didn't take the cup from Jesus because we wouldn't be talking to you today. None of us could be saved. We'd all be damned in hell. So thankfully, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And we come to the Father but by, by him, Chad. And the Bible says... Uh, very, very clearly. If you have the Son, you have the life. If you don't have the life, the Son, you do not have the life. The life is only in the Son. Otherwise, it says the wrath of God abides in you. That's in First John five twelve, and that's in also in John chapter three verse thirty six. A very similar passage. You need Jesus because He's the only one that paid for your sins. Otherwise, you're going to pay for your sins by yourself for all eternity. You're going to be separated from God forever and ever and ever. And we don't want that. And that's why. We, we preach Jesus. Uh, yeah, we're talking about morality and what's immoral and so forth because we also stand up for the righteousness of God in the Scripture. And the Scriptures tell us Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So we pray that the Holy Spirit will use us to speak truth and hold up God's Word to His standard. But we also know ultimately we need to proclaim Jesus because guess what? None of us could stand up to God's truth. We all fall short of God's glory. We all need to be saved. We all need to flee the wrath of God and that that wrath is that freedom from that wrath is only found at the cross, only found in what Jesus Christ did for our sins. So, Chad and I, we implore you, we beseech you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, we want you to be saved, man. Quit making excuses for these guys because guess what? These guys, you're not going to stand before these guys. The Bible says, the point of man wants to die, but after this, the judgment. You're going to stand before the living God. He's going to judge you. He's going to send you to hell if you refuse the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for you. So praise the Lord this lady spoke up and said what she said. And, and shame and disgrace, since that's one of the favorite words Trump likes to use, what a disgrace that this guy made the declaration that he said. Amen. We love you guys. God bless you guys. You've been listening to The Good Fight Radio Show with pastor and author Joe Schimmel and host Chad Davidson discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how they relate to family, culture, and the church. To learn more about Good Fight Ministries, visit us online at goodfight.org. Join our growing social media family and consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash goodfight.